Welcome to the newest installment of The Voice Speaks. I am Olufemi Nathan Alshako, Executive Director of Eternal Crown Ministries and host of this podcast. This week we are in 2 Samuel chapter 5, verses 17 through 25, so closing out the chapter. And we're continuing our study of David's life. The thought for today is Target. When I say Target, what do you think of? Maybe you think of paper at a shooting range or a bullseye for archery. Maybe you think of life goals. Maybe you think of going shopping. You may think of a number of things. Uh, you may even think of movies. I know Mission Impossible always starts off with the target is and they talk about all the attributes to show the picture and why this person needs to be captured and how dangerous they are and who they're aligned with and all that kind of good stuff you think of, about it what makes certain people targets now again like I said in Mission Impossible they say why they are targets but people are targets sometimes because of what they have sometimes because of who they know sometimes it's because of their potential People see the ability that's in them and want to bring them down before they get a chance to get to where they are. Because when they get to where they are supposed to be, I should say, then they'll be too powerful at that point. Some people are targets because of things that they've done. Maybe things that they've done positively. Think of Martin Luther King Jr. specifically being a target because of the positive work he was doing. Or you may be a target because of something you've done negatively. I was scrolling through Facebook earlier today and I saw something about some rapper who was upset about Nipsey Hussle's death. He was talking uh, on an interview with Vlad TV and talking about how he wishes he could get at the guy who killed Nipsey Hussle. And I'm, that specific gentleman a number of people in his family died because they were trying to get to him before he turned himself in. So sometimes because of who you know, you are a target. And the things you've done, you're a target. Sometimes it's just because of who you are. But in this case, or I should say in the passage that we're dealing with today, David became a target after he became the king of Israel. So in in that passage, the Philistines found out that David was a king of Israel and said, all right, let's go after him. Now, David lived with the Philistines, got his own city in Philistia, Ziklag, that was given to him by a Philistine king who he protected and served and brought stuff to. So he was cool. Then, you know, he's building up the kingdom by raiding other places and bringing back the spoils you know he's good you know he's keeping the king safe he's good then he went off to judah and became the king there sat there for seven and a half years they didn't bother him but then when he was elevated to the kingship of israel as a whole oh now we got to go after him see elevation makes you a target simply by the nature of visibility because you are lifted up whether that be physically lifted up 
or lifted up within your position because of the fact that you have been elevated you become a target target for good as well as for bad because now you're up where everyone can see you it can either inspire those who were there with you to aim for that goal it'll inspire the haters to say I'm mad that he's there and I'm not there and I feel like I'm supposed to be there so they may come after you that way Uh, it may be that as you are elevated people who didn't know anything about you before because you were on a level that was equal and even with them now they can see you and because of the fact that they know you exist now you're a target when they couldn't see you when they didn't know anything about you you weren't of any danger so elevation by itself makes you a target and again it's not a bad thing to be a target it just depends on what kind of target you are now the haters definitely will rise up when you're elevated because they see you as a threat and they want to cut you down how do you engage them well we're studying David's life and I'm doing it specifically with my boys to help with laying a foundation of how to go about handling themselves they're young kings so they're learning from King David on how to be a king after God's own heart and a man after God's own heart so what did David do as you read through that scripture you'll see that David went to his stronghold his fortress his safe place but he didn't just stay there he didn't just rest there he could have was like, okay I'm in my spot where I'm safe where I feel comfortable and we can sit here and strategize and when the Philistines come then you know we can get them no that's not what he did he didn't rest on the fact that he was in a fortified place that he was in a safe place but he took the time while he was there to seek the face of God that's what you do get somewhere where you can get in God's face and get a word from him and get direction from him before you go into battle before you take on any kind of endeavor before you start any kind of project get somewhere and get in God's face so that you know that one what you're doing is what you should be doing because everything that seems right isn't right and then also there are benefits of getting his direction and David got those benefits he asked Lord do I go or do I not go he said yep go he's like Lord am I gonna have be successful he's like yes you're gonna be successful so he had nothing to fear going into battle with the Philistines because he knew that God had already told him he was going to be victorious. This is why you seek him and you get his direction. Verse 20, David spells out exactly what happened because uh, they went into battle with the Philistines there and God gave them the victory. So David, in verse 20 says, David went to Baal Perazim. There he won the battle over the Philistines. He said, the Lord has broken through against my enemies when I've attacked them just as water breaks through a dam that's why the place was called Baal Perazim and that word Baal Perazim means the Lord burst out the Lord who burst through I like I really like how uh, 
the amplified version says it says master of the breakthroughs god is the master of breakthroughs it doesn't matter how vast the army is against you no matter how highly the deck is stacked against you you serve the lord who burst out if jesus is your lord if he's your Lord, you serve the Lord who burst through like a flood. You know, you I, there's a, there was a flood recently here in the St. Louis area. And in short order, that water came through and destroyed so many things. And there's still places that are underwater now. And that was a month ago. When flood waters come in, they come in rapidly. They come in and destroy and, and turn things upside down. It makes it hard for you to get away because the waters get there and then you can't move and do things. And this is what the Lord does. He bursts through. He breaks through. He floods the enemy and destroys it utterly. His word will not return to him void. Which is another reason why you seek him before going. You seek him, you get his word, and then you do what he says. By doing what he says, you've got the victory. You have the outcome because his word is going to accomplish whatever he said is going to accomplish. Now, the Philistines, they really, really were on one. Because not only did they come after David and get destroyed by the master of the breakthroughs through David and his men. But then they came back for some more. They did it twice. The first time they did it because of the way that the Lord ran roughshod over them through the army of Israel. They left their gods and stuff out in the field. And there's another lesson to be learned there. Sometimes we are under attack sometimes we are being destroyed because of the little g gods that we brought out to battle with us you know we think it's because of our our intelligence because of our pedigree because of our strength because of our abilities because of the things that we've done in the past this is why uh, we're going to be successful in battle no if god's not with you it doesn't matter what you have. It will fail unless he's giving you the victory. And on top of all this, they came. Not only did the Philistines come twice, they came to the same place that they camped out before the Valley of Rephaim, which is the definition of insanity. We didn't get them last time, but we're going to go do the same thing. But this time we're going to win. No, that's not what's going to happen. What happened is the same thing that happened the last time on both ends. David went to God again and God gave him direction again. This time he told him specifically how to go about attacking them. Verse 24 says, and soon you will hear the sound of marching in the tops of the trees I'm sorry, in the tops of the poplar trees. Move quickly, because that will mean the Lord has gone out in front of you to strike the Philistine army. Now, if you go back one uh, verse to verse 23, 
it says, uh, so David inquired of the Lord and, uh, and he answered, he being the Lord, do not go straight up, but go, or I should say, but circle around behind them and attack, attack them in front of the poplar tree. So again, the Lord not only told him to go, but told him how to go, gave him the strategy. And then on top of that said, when you hear the sound of my army marching in the trees, quickly go and fight. There was a part that they had to play. There were things that they had to do. They had to follow God's word. They had to go, they had to fight. But God was fighting for them. When was he fighting for them? When they moved and did the things that he said to do when he said to do it. Makes me think of what David wrote in Psalm 110.1 where it says, The Lord says to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool to your feet. Then verse two goes on and says, the Lord will extend your mighty scepter from Zion, saying rule in the midst of your enemies. David was ruling in the midst of the Philistines, the people that he made his name on by slaying Goliath. Continuing on, says your troops will be willing on your day of battle. Just like the young men or the the troops were when they heard they moved and did what God said they were willing arrayed in holy splendor. Your young men will come to you like dew from the morning's womb. It's so important that you get God's word, that you get his leading, that you get his direction. Otherwise, you're doing it in your own strength. And I don't know about you, but I'd much rather go in the strength of God than to go in my own strength. So remember, just as a means of closing things out and giving you a nice uh, bow to tie things up. People are targeted for a number of reasons. Elevation always makes you a target. Target for good target for evil but a target nonetheless get God's direction on how to handle being targeted how to handle the attacks of the enemy that way he can fight for you welcome in into all aspects of your life that's how you get to know him that's how you're able to move and do the things that he says to do Scripture says acknowledge him and that word acknowledge means to know and to know in a biblical sense like how Adam knew Eve to to be intimate with him in all of our ways and he will direct your path. Selah, pause and think about this. Until next time, God bless and keep it together.